The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about how to source and allocate marketing resources across channels. Joining us is Tyler Elliston, who is the founder and growth advisor at Right Side Up, which is a collective of premium marketing consultant talent with all of the marketing chops and none of the agency fluff. Right Side Up staffs marketers in residence with deep in-house experience, serious strategic skills, and executional expertise to help their clients develop customer acquisition strategies, concept creative campaigns, solve attribution challenges, and scale teams with coachable and poachable talent. And once upon a time, I was a consulting member of the Right Side Up team. Yesterday, Tyler and I talked about how your early stage company can survive and thrive. And today we're going to go into more detail about some of the best channels you can allocate your budget to in 2021. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Tyler Elliston, founder and growth advisor at Right Side Up. Tyler, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for having me. Good to be back. Excited to have you back on the show. Excited to continue the conversation. Yesterday, we talked about early stage companies and how they can find product market fit, what the marketer's role is in that process, and also how you start to think about actually finding customers and scaling A big part of that is very nuanced, figuring out your channel mix, your budget allocation, and that changes over time. The last time I ran a marketing startup, Facebook, 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 wasn't even Instagram. They didn't even have an ad campaign. There was no TikTok, right? Content marketing was a thing, but podcasts weren't. So look, in the last, I don't know, what's it been, five or seven years, something like that, since I ran a marketing department, life has changed a lot. Talk to me about what life is like today for marketers when you're in-house, not just necessarily for the early stage company, but what are some of the hot channels? I can tell you some of the things that have changed and also maybe to start some of the things that have not. So Facebook, Facebook, Facebook is still a thing. There is definitely eagerness to diversify, generally speaking. But before the company that's looking to get their first 100000 a month of ROAS positive ad spend, 200000 most companies are still going to Facebook and Instagram and Google, paid search specifically. So very few companies find success in other channels if they haven't found some degree of success in paid search or Facebook. And that's since they're bellwethers. I got a bone to pick with you. 
I understand that, hey, how should you be marketing in 2021? You should be advertising on Facebook and their network and Google and their network. Fine. If you're a B2C company, that makes a ton of sense, right? If you're going to be a company that is primarily driven on paid acquisition. Yeah, I get it. If you are Salesforce and you're launching today, hypothetically speaking, the new Salesforce, Schmalesforce, <laughs> and you got a six month to a six year sales cycle, you're not focusing on Facebook ads. So talk to me about, you know, you say Facebook is first, but it's not for everyone. Who is Facebook really for? Certainly, you're right. More predominance in e-com and also like SaaS on the B2C side. I would argue, I mean, we see a lot of success on the B2B side targeting SMBs with Facebook. Definitely enterprise, not a major factor. Yeah, the prosumer is the term du jour. If you're selling to a lot of people at a low price point. Exactly. So that definitely works. I think beyond that, certainly like LinkedIn ads are getting better. The CPMs are still really high, but definitely getting better on the B2B side. You know, paid search works B2C, B2B as categories. That doesn't mean it works for every company. I mean, there are plenty of companies where the CPCs are just cost prohibitive. But usually for a B2C company, actually, yes, I'll qualify it, e-com, B2C SaaS, for most of those, Facebook or paid search typically work if you can then go into TikTok or Snapchat or OTT or whatever other channel and find success. So I think that the other caveat here is finding success with your advertising strategy if you're a B2B marketer, if you're, you know, have a long sales cycle, if you've got an expensive product, those channels are great for awareness, for getting somebody to your site to do lead capture. Look, if you're selling a $10 widget, yeah, absolutely. Facebook the crap out of your ads. It makes a ton of sense for low price point, for e-commerce, all the retail stuff. Sure. Impulse buys. When you got a long sales cycle or multiple stages, you need to think about lead capture first and paid advertising is great for that. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. 
Talk to me about some of the channels outside of Facebook, which seems to still be popular. What else is you know new and happening these days? So definitely for e-com companies, Snapchat has emerged as a place where you can spend meaningfully. And when I say meaningfully, I mean hundreds of thousands a month, ROI positive on first order. You know, we interview talent all the time. It's like, oh, what channels do you know? How much are you spending? What's the ROAS? And it was two or three years ago when I first started having conversations where people would say, oh, I'm spending on Snapchat. And I'd say, oh, how much? And expecting them to say 10, 20K a month. And then I started getting these answers like 100K a month, 300K a month, 500K a month. And then I thought, oh, surely they're not applying rigorous ROAS constraints to it. So I'd ask, and they'd be like, yeah, no, ROI positive on first order. So those conversations really started happening a couple of years ago, and they've become more and more common. So as an ad platform, I'm bullish on Snapchat, specifically for e-com. Everybody wants TikTok to work really well. There are certainly some companies find success there. I would say more companies that test it do not find success on a direct response basis. Some argue that that's because they're not doing the creative right, which certainly has credibility as an argument. Others say that it's a platform issue, which I think also has credibility. Probably both are true. So on the paid social side, like I see those on the B2C front. LinkedIn on B2B is getting better. The interesting thing to me, and you mentioned TikTok, I knew it was going to come up at some point in this conversation. Of course. And you're like, hey, you know, people are saying that the content isn't working And when you talk about, well, Facebook is the incumbent and Snapchat is actually getting really good in terms of honing in and being a positive investment, TikTok isn't there yet. There's a life cycle here for these social media platforms, which is there's an opportunity for organic growth when they are in hyper growth mode. They start to build an ad platform. The ad platform sucks. A lot of people invest in it. Some people are very hacky and see a lot of green grass and are successful and most people fail but there's still some organic opportunity. And eventually that organic opportunity goes away as the ad platform matures. It seems like Snapchat has hit the tipping point of, okay, you got to buy your way into growth in Snapchat. There's probably less organic opportunities. And now we're seeing TikTok still being a viral growth and organic growth monster, but their ad platform stinks. You're right. And then there's Twitter. (laughs) And Twitter is later stage, but they still have not figured out the ad platform. Very few companies find advertising success there, despite the long time that they've been working on it. I think that the nuance with Twitter is that Twitter is great for real time. When something's happening, then you should be advertising, hey, have our Grammys content, you know, the week of the Grammys. I also think that content syndication is great on Twitter. I do think that there's a place in the world for B2B brands on Twitter. We've run some Twitter tests. They've actually been pretty successful. Because promoting content on Twitter is just a way to basically take what Twitter is for and get it out there. Driving e-commerce sales, on the other hand, uh, maybe not the right platform for Twitter. Yeah. I mean, it's an argument of what feels native in this platform. Like for Twitter, it's content. For TikTok, it's awesome creative, right? If you don't fit into the platform, then it's really hard to find success. I think when I talk more broadly about like, okay, is this platform arriving? It's like, Is there mainstream broad appeal where a lot of companies could think, okay, yeah, I can find success there, which is part of the beauty of Facebook because most companies, most industries can find some degree of success. And now we're seeing that with Snapchat. We don't see it with Twitter though. Certainly there are examples and categories where it does make sense. Yeah. So talk to me about the flip side of the coin when you are talking about what channels are best to allocate budget to in 2021. All these are paid channels. We're talking about paid social and we mentioned paid search, Google as well. Are there other channels that are either 
paid or that are not traditionally paid channel that you should be allocating your budget to like, I don't know, podcasting. <laughs> yeah, certainly podcast advertising is also exploding as a diversification away from Facebook. Oh, good. Yes, that is exploding <laughs> because it's higher in the funnel, but it can still drive direct response results because endorsement really matters. You know, I think that is kind of a thread that we see endorsement being really valuable. So we see it across podcasts. We see it in host endorsed radio. We see it with affiliate and even some kinds of PR. People really, really value right now somebody saying, oh my gosh, I listened to Ben and he trusts me or I trust him. And he's telling me I need to go buy this mattress. It's the best mattress I've ever slept on. I'm going to go buy this Casper mattress. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's a real deal. And I think that's also powering another channel. It's still pseudo paid, but it's a little different, which is influencer. You know, we're seeing a lot of movement continue in influencer. It's been around for a few years, but much more like handshake accounts on Facebook where ad spend is actually going through an influencer's account. UGC Creative is performing really well on Facebook. I would argue it's sort of unlocking YouTube. YouTube is a channel that for prospecting for a long time just didn't really work very well. A lot of companies just looked at YouTube as a retargeting channel, but that's also changed in the last two years. I would consider them an emerging again, on the paid side, but... Yeah, there's that hybrid content performance marketing medium, which is advertorial, which is influencer, which is content that's paid, your YouTube videos, that the problem with those channels is attribution. It's not value. And that's always the battle that we're fighting is how do we figure out what value we're delivering to our sponsors, not what's our ability to deliver valuable ads to the right person, the right place, the right time. It's crap. How do we track whether this is working so we can take credit for what happened? It's kind of amazing. Like with podcast advertising, we often are going back to a, how did you hear about a survey post checkout? And on the one hand, it gives you good data. On the other hand, it's like, man, it's 2021 and we're relying on a survey to have people say, oh, I heard about this via Ben. Like it just feels so antiquated. I mean, there are other platforms that are doing attribution. We use pod sites. They're great. We've used Chartable as well. They've got a nice attribution platform. But to me, some of that stuff is directional where you're reliant on converting an IP address into some sort of a household identifier. And I just don't think that there's sort of a universal household identifier. So you're never going to get a perfect match rate. It's directional. It's good, but it's not perfect. It's not a click. Exactly. All right, Tyler, last question for you. Hey, we're in 2021. The good news is we're not in 2020 anymore. (laughs) We kind of understand what the marketing channels are for this year. What's the next big one? Oh, man. I think there are a lot of candidates. I would say these as like a brainstorm more than with conviction. I wonder about like esports as sort of a category of inventory that I think is pretty interesting. I feel like we've been waiting on like virtual reality for a long time. I don't know if that's a 2022 thing or later, but sort of another category of inventory that's interesting. Those are two that come to mind. What do you think? Virtual reality. I'm just trying to think of how we would incorporate virtual reality into marketing a podcast. You could virtually watch me pick my nose while we (laughs) record these podcasts. That sounds like a terrible idea. Let's hope that the esports thing is the one that goes forward. All right, Tyler, we're going to bring you back in one more time, talk about a little of your experience with agencies and consulting. What's the difference between agencies and in-house marketers? So that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Tyler Elliston, founder and growth advisor at Right Side Up. In the third part of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Tyler and I are going to talk about how agencies failed him as an in-house marketer. 
If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Tyler, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Tyler Elliston, T-Y-L-E-R-E-L-L-I-S-T-O-N. Or you could visit his company's website, which is rightsideup.com, R-I-G-H-T-S-I-D-E-U-P.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, just head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our once a week newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.